Älskar du den här podden? Stötta den genom IKAs nya supporterfunktion. Det är helt upp till dig hur mycket du vill bidra med och det finns ingen bindningstid. Klicka på länken i poddbeskrivningen för att visa din uppskattning och stötta podden. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast, code acast. Det här avsnittet av Onrodes podcast är sponsrat av Radio Power. Och mer om det senare. The guys that come in from skating background and, and action sports in general, they understand the concept of freestyling because freestyle is a yeah. part of the, the sport that it's it's so split up between competition and freestyle, and and yeah. that's what most people get. But I, I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do. Uh, I mean, some yeah, I don't think there is any right way to do things. I, I honestly, I've always said I, I think there's one right way to do it, and that's the thing that you enjoy. And you can't, and I think there's this kind of thing where people think like everybody, sh- everybody should be the same and is the same. It's like, uh, well, obviously not. Like, obviously people are going to have different tastes. Obviously there are going to be some people that like competition, some people that like um, the drift cars and the, and the culture around, you know, having nice cars. Um, and then there's going to be some people that like, uh, like just driving. And, and I think one of the issues is people think they are separate and they you know they they they're fighting against each other. I think one of the biggest issues is people kind of um I think there's a lot of people that kind of are in it for the wrong reasons and want the recognition and want the people to say, "Oh yeah, this is cool, this is cool." And I think you'll find that styles don't get people upset like different styles whether it's the missiles or the style guys or competition they don't get people upset until they get taken notice of because what it is is it's it's essentially um people seeing recognition taken away from their own thing and and there's a lot of guys in the sport which are in it for the wrong reasons where it's like oh you know competition's the only way you should have a shiny car you should have the you know your you should have sponsors you should have um all this um it should be all race suit and all that stuff like that and and of course when it when other people are just like yeah fuck that I'm I like this stuff they get annoyed because they're like well but this is you know right, right. I think that's part of the problem is those egos get involved where people are seeing the attention going away and I think you just got to realize like people are going to like what they're going to like Um, variety is is key. So so what that you know there's say three styles now, but say that you know there's four styles you know next year, or there's five styles the after. And so some people from the, like what you're doing are going to go to that style and say, oh, I like this a little bit more. I'm going to spend more time doing this. Who cares? What's the problem with people? Like I think people are too consumed about where what others like. It's like, oh, you shouldn't like that. You should like this. It's like, no, oh, fuck it. Like they like that go there i mean like i i get it in both things because like i mean i don't get a lot with the competition side but certainly with the like the style cars i i get you know i'll get people coming up to me and being like um you know talking about that and stuff like that like you know about the style cars and stuff and they don't get the missiles and they're like, rah, 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 and then and then i'll you know i'll 
I'll defend the, the missile guys. Like, look, you know, if they want to do that, and they're going to do that. And the same with the the missile guys. I get the missile guys talking. It's like, oh man, you know, like it's all about the driving, and you know, like fuck these guys with their poser hard parks. And it's like, are you serious? <laughs> like, like come on, like if that's what they want to do, they have the same. They have, like what they're doing is no less legitimate than what we do. We just find out what we like doing. If it's this, we like that. Sweet, no worries. Um, it's it, but it's people saying, "Oh, this is what real drift is," or "This is what this is," or it's like, "No, nah, not really." Like, there's the, I, the one of the things I love about drift the most is there's so many different styles. Like, you know, you can just go different things, and I I love every single different style. Like, I do, I, I put my uh, finger in all of it. Like, you know, I just I, I like I like all the different styles. But some people just like that style, and that's cool. Just do that. Um, you know, one of the biggest criticisms you get from people with missiles is, is this guy saying, oh, yeah, you can have a missile, you can have a practice car or whatever, but you have to have a nice car as well. It's like, why? <laughs> if that's what they enjoy, if that's what they enjoy, you know, why Why does it matter? You know, if, um, you know, if it, like if you've only got so many resources for one car, you got to figure out which car or, or, or one style, you got to figure out which style that is and go with that. If you can go and do, you know, if you can do both or you can do all three, um, then do that. But I think it's this kind of people are trying to define, you know, what is actually drifting, what's cool in drifting, what's okay in drifting and all this shit. And it's like I think it's, it's drift just needs more bloody hippies to come in and just be like, you know, chill out, guys. Just do what you want to do. If people like your shit, people like your shit. If they don't, they don't. It's not the end of the world. Um it's just the the problem is at some stage it does start affecting does start affecting other people when when uh, you know like I mean there's a reason why battle cars didn't exist for a long time and that was because there was a social pressure against them that you know and it wasn't that battle cars didn't really exist they did in Japan but they didn't really exist that much in Australia or a lot of these places they didn't really uh, exist to a point where it was considered a style and so the people that did start having dented cars or did start having something that kind of resembled that shit would just be um, like abused and, you know, told, oh, if you can't drive, you know, fucking clean up your car. And so it, it meant that people just shied away from it and people didn't uh, go and do what they really want to do. Now, it's easy for me to sit here and say, ah, oh, fucking, you know, man up, just do what you want to do and, and uh, screw those guys. But I get it. It's, it's hard. It's hard when you're surrounded by people that are telling you what you're doing is wrong. I mean, I, that's, that's I, I had that for the first few years when I did it because, um, uh, you know, it wasn't really a style then. You know, there wasn't any support around it and people were giving me shit and, and telling me, you know, everything. And and I had to fuck, I had to, you know, just, just you know, go through it and just whatever. It's cool. But I get it that, like, it's not easy. And so I think I would, for me, I want to see the sport where more people are just, happy in doing what they're, what they're found to do. And, and when you have so much uh, social stigma t- towards like, you know, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. I get it. You should just say, oh, screw the haters or whatever. But there's a lot of people that don't. And there's a lot of people that just, you know, that, that could go out there and, and, and be amazing drivers that you could go drive with um, that kind of miss out because A, um, events don't want them there or you know, B, they just go to these events and everyone tells them to fuck off. And that does exist. 100% it exists uh, in a lot of places. Um, you know, even the style guys cop it to some degree. Um, uh, you know, even, even competition guys, like competition guys are rocking up to events. Oh, look at the fucking pro town here with his, you know, with, with all his shit and, and all that stuff like that. And like, don't get me wrong, we, we, we choke about it every now and then. Um but to seriously be like, no, fuck you, you can't come here. You 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 think you're sh- you're so awesome with all your your car and shit, and you know you think you're above us and like that. That's bullshit, you know. Like that's what needs to kind of you know, and and some people do just need to have a you know, just need to be you know just deal with it and and be tougher and and say screw up. But I think just uh you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with with just on the lip and just say, oh, fuck it. That guy's doing something I don't want to do, but you know, that's cool. They just go do it. That's fine. That's not on me. Yeah. And, and drifting, you, 
You hear, you heard it here first, folks. Drifting needs more hippies. And and um, <laughs> uh, I was thinking just just to go back just a little bit about the pushing stuff. I, I just want to know what is pushing 110% for you? What what does that mean for people who are maybe not so involved in drifting? Like explain what what is what is pushing 110% for you? Um so I guess um I guess I don't want to ever fall into a comfortable uh a comfortable motion. And now I wouldn't recommend what I do for everybody because I deliberately do dumb things just to scare myself because I, I really enjoy scaring the shit out of myself. Um and so You and I are very different. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean let's to give you an idea, like when we used to go on Manami, like Ebisu Manami, when I used to, I was like going at night. I didn't really, I, I didn't mind doing doing it during the day, but I found at night it was um, way scarier because when you're already going over a blind crest, um, but if you go at night and you go in a car without headlights, um, and you you can't really spot your initiation point, you can't really, you don't really know what's going on until you go over the crest like you just you got even less idea what you're doing um and i like doing that and just because it was scarier um and that was fun to me um so for me part of pushing it was deliberately putting obstacles in my way that would make it scarier for me um and kind of give me that um but but then you don't have to necessarily do that part of it is just trying to refine it refine what you're doing and just saying, okay, I did that last lap, but I need to be, you know, I need to push even harder. Um, and so, you know, when you're, when you're going against the wall, for example, you're aiming for, for the slightest touch or, or, or the very, you know, you're not aiming to be within a foot. You're aiming for that slightest touch and it doesn't seem like much, but the consequences get higher. The precision has to be higher. And so you, you, instead of just going for that close enough, you're really going for, um, you really go on just, just seeing how like right to the edge as opposed to say, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm at a foot. This is a comfortable range saying, no, I need to be scraping this. And not only do I need to be scraping this, I need to be scraping it every single lap. I need to be, I need to be getting the perfect scrape on this every single lap. Now it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes you might hit a little bit too hard. Sometimes you might uh, miss it. But the key is never being content, I guess. And that's the idea. Never say, oh, I've got it. It's in the bag. Never say that. Never just be like, yep, sweet, sorted. I, I, put, you know, call it a day. Just say, well, okay, so I did that. Now I can do it a little bit faster. I can do it a little bit closer, a little bit more angle or something like that. And never giving yourself a break and, and saying, yep, sweet, you're doing well. This is all you're going to need to win. You know, or, or like I feel like that's a common mentality, whereas it's like, Oh, I could, could could just stop now, or I could just like. There's always something you can improve. It's always create. Uh, there's always something you can add to it. Whether you know, like, like there's some tracks where I start getting a bit bored because, like, it's just all right. I've done this a million times, and I'm like, fuck, what can I do here? And I just start looking for really dumb lines. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of places I just like. I remember this this one this one line at Winton, and um, it's kind of hard to explain, but I just remember thinking, huh. Like, cause there's no real walls you can scrape, but on, on like the pit entry, there's a wall there, but it's not part of the track. So what I started doing is I started actually going out into the pit entry and then coming out and scraping the wall, uh, scraping the tire wall. And there's, um, you know, it was just something fun to do. Like it was a different line you could take. It was a challenge. Um, and it was really hard to do. And so you just, you, you're constantly finding challenges in your head. Instead of just saying, "Oh, I'm just going to complete this to, you know, the competition line or something like that," you're always looking to do something a little bit more gnarly than last time, a little bit harder. Always try. I mean, don't always have to try and scare yourself, but for me, I like scaring myself. You know, I, I enjoy it. So that to me is pushing it. But I guess everybody's got their own, I mean, own definition. Some people just want to refine something, uh, like refine a competition line so well that they can they can nail it a hundred percent of the time. Like every single lap they can do a conservative good, uh, 
you know, good run. Whereas for me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a hundred percent of a crazy run, but chances are I'm going to get it, you know, it might only be, you know, for some runs, it might only be one in 10, you get it that, you'll get it, you'll nail it exactly how you want it. Sometimes it'll be 90% of the time. Sometimes you get a hundred percent of the time, but you're always going for something that you know you can't just settle in and say, all right, sweet. You know, you're always going for something that's always going to challenge you and always going to keep you on your toes and is always going to demand your skills as opposed to just sitting back and, and going to autopilot and, and just doing the same shit over the lap and lap. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I can, I can relate a lot to it just because of the competitions that I've been watching and the drivers that, that I've uh, uh, sat beside and they have a competition to do so they nail the line and and everything else to do things comfortably uh to in order in order to to win the competition as easy as possible so yeah. so i get it and and um i was thinking that we'd move on to like we we, we really dove deep into drifting there for a while um <laughs> what drifting yeah. is and everything and, and, and i yeah. think that we should we should uh, move on to i, I want to know a little bit more about you uh i know that you uh run a website called inertia ms and is it now also a company that you sell parts and stuff um yeah so i've kind of um gone away from the inertia ms thing because i like as far as for the this um steering stuff uh mainly because i just kind of realized i like just kind of doing whatever on inertia ms and just um, yeah, yeah. How, how did it start? How how did what what was Inertia MS from the beginning? Because that's how you mostly are known um, on the internet. Uh, yeah, I was, I was I was always kind of into like video editing and stuff like that. Um, so I, I just always kind of like um, I always like. I mean, even when we used to do skating and stuff like that, we used to you know have the big uh, camcorder out there with a uh, you know. <laughs> big tapes and shit in it. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we just, because, look, part of, part of what I liked about skating and stuff like that, I obviously was going enjoying, but I love the videos and shit. So I'd love, I'd love seeing, um, you know, like the, the old, old, you know, we get the old VHSs and like 411 and all those um, where you get those sick videos and you'd always be waiting for the videos. And, and you knew that those guys, you know, obviously weren't nailing those tricks every shot, but it, that was part of, what it was is what you were seeing was, um, you know, them just trying over and over and over and just nailing the the best shit you could. So you were seeing the best tricks. And I always love those videos. So, you know, we always used to do um, that. You know, we do some videos and stuff for skating and everything. And we got into drift. I kind of, I mean, just, you know, had the video there, uh, ca- camera there. So I started just chucking in. So it actually started with, you know, it was digital tape. And like a proper little camcorder, and I had a big um, hundred kilo Manfrotto mount that I'd stick to the back of my window and stuff. You know, this is before GoPros and stuff, and just started taking footage and stuff and just putting it up. And um, I think Inertia MS mostly kicked off when I started going to Japan and and just filming. Uh, you know, I, I got a bunch of footage of of some stuff like you know, like uh, Team Burst and. And everything, we started putting up more freestyle stuff. I mean, I was never really the kind of guy which liked sitting there filming shit. Um, like, I just kind of, uh, I liked editing, but wasn't. If I was at this really cool event, I didn't really want to be sitting there with a camera just looking through a lens. Um, so the the footage and stuff was always kind of, you know, a bit agricultural at times and shit. I never had had that good of equipment, but I think it was. Kind of gave a bit, bit of a uh, look into freestyle, um, a fair bit, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what uh, what got most people into it, but I think um, stuff I, like I, the I can just tell, I can and, just say for myself what what got me into to your videos because that was the first time I saw Team Burst and probably the only good place to watch Team Burst, and and it it had this whole feeling of um i'm just a spectator uh it wasn't yeah. like fancy production and and trying to be trying to be something w- with the video production and it was just here's the dudes focus on the driving that that's what's cool yeah, yeah. in the video well I, I mean i enjoy doing the um editing and shit and and like i do i do like that side of things but 
um, I kind of did. I like more of a documentary, documentary kind of like way of filming. Like I always thought. I guess the difference between how I did videos and a lot of other people did videos was I was always after the content, like the actual good content of the driving. Um, whereas other people were always looking for that shot, that kind of you know, that really artsy shot and everything, which I like. You know, that's cool. Um, but it also meant that they sacrificed actually capturing some of the really good driving sometimes or whatever. Um, Cause I was so worried about that, that, you know, really artsy shot where they'd set it up and, you know, the car would go in frame and out frame and, and just, you know, stuff like that. And whereas for me, I was just like, man, I'm getting this shot of these guys doing this crazy shit and I'll make it look pretty later. Um, but I want to make sure we got footage of this. Cause, and so um, I guess for me, the stuff I put in my videos uh, wasn't just the good shots. Like some of it, I'm like, oh, I, I kind of fucked up here and it was a bit messy and shaky and shit. But I was like, fuck it. We got to, like, that was a gnarly, a gnarly run. So I'm putting it in. I don't care if people say that I'm a retard for how I, uh, how I shot it. It's a, <laughs> it's gnarly driving. It deserves to be in there. And so my, I guess I kind of focused on content and, and um, focused on, on what I thought was good driving and, um, and uh, and then, yeah, I put and so a lot of the stuff I put up was, was of me, and people started getting into that as well as I started pushing it. I mean, um, I mean, we just started trying to put up a lot of like real door to door stuff or backward entries and and just like some real aggressive stuff, um, which uh, I mean, you know, it was taking place in Japan, but Japan's a bit of a like it's crazy how little amount of media comes out of Japan how much stuff goes on. I mean, I, like in America, Australia, Europe, like the media, every, every event's got media and it's being blasted over the internet. Um, whereas Japan, there's so much cool stuff happening and some of it comes through, but a lot of it just sits there and never gets filmed, never gets documented, uh, which is kind of nice. I like that in, in a way, but um, it, it also meant that some of the, a lot of the freestyle stuff and a lot of the aggressive driving wasn't getting out there that much. And, um, and so I think there was some place for, for the shit I was filming, which was predominantly, you know, aggressive stuff and everything. And I think people like the edits as well. Um, you know, I was trying to make the edits pretty entertaining and then kind of pump people up and everything. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know what the formula is. I just got, I never really was trying to run off a formula of, of, uh, oh, this works. So I'm going to put this up or this works. I was always just kind of like, I like this, so I'm going to put it up. And it hasn't really changed. I still just put up shit I like. And not everybody's going to agree with it or whatever, but I just, I, I like it. Um, so it, Inertia AMS has always been one of those things where it's never been about making some crazy formula to go viral or anything like that. Like every now and then we take the piss or we, you know, put up something funny or, you know, or something cool to watch or whatever. But, never took ourselves too seriously like never really um yeah never never really kind of i don't know never just just had fun with it just put up fun content but good content and uh and never pushed this agenda like you see a lot of sorry when i say never really uh like tried to go viral like you got a lot of these places which is they're grabbing other people's content and and paying no credit and just at any cost trying to go viral with stuff um, you know, whereas what I was doing at IMS was just more just, yeah, this, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, if you like it, you like it. Sweet. If you don't, I guess. <laughs> and so I think so, I think some people like that. But like I said, it's it's hard to know. Like a, a lot of people message me and tell me different reasons why they like it. But I think it kind of the, the whole thing was always based around freestyle and and enjoyment and and it's crazy some of the messages I've got like, um like messages about people that um i mean i had this one guy um this one guy that uh that moved moved to japan and, and messaged me while when he went to japan and and basically told me um he said man i didn't want to uh, email you to actually got here but just wanted to email you and let you know that you know you're a huge part of of why i made the move and i was stuck in stuck in a rut in america and stuff and i i just you know uh, I was watching your videos and, and stuff you put up and and just said fuck it and uh, and and said you're mo- and said I'm moving I'm gonna do it I'm gonna go over there 
and um and shit like that and and, and other people like you get these messages and you're like huh because like I mean here I'm just I'm just being a dickhead you know driving a car around um you know doing fun stuff that I consider and, and putting up videos of I mean I put up a fraction of what, what we what we normally do because we get a bit lazy but then you realize like people actually like it's actually it means a bit more to a lot of people and and fuck you know like like people trivialize the issue about drifting like you know like motorsport or anything that's kind of as that's like this but you realize you get some people that are just like you know telling you about how it's you know help them out heaps you know they're just sitting there in a slump and uh whether it's to get back out on track you know um i'll get people messaging me saying man i was just struggling for motivation just went through and i go through watch the videos and then i'll go out and start working on my car and stuff like that you know which is just cool you know that it makes you realize that it's outside of just going out there and doing dumb stuff i mean it is that but it's 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 also um, you know, helping people, uh, you know, enjoy themselves and you know, people trivialize the issue, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, there's not much more important in life than, than going out there and enjoying it. So for people to go out there and use it to go out and have fun and shit, you know, I'm stoked. So, yeah. So if you are a non-Swedish speaker, uh, just hang on for about 30 seconds. I'm going to read an ad and then we'll get back to the show. Radio Power bygger och servrar många av Sveriges absolut bästa tävlingsbilar och gatbilar. Och som generalagent för bland annat Mishimoto's racingkylare och K-Sport Racing sortiment med coilovers, bromskit och luftfjädring kan Radio Power leverera allt du behöver för att lyckas med ditt bygge. De har också specialiserat sig på tävlingsburar för både time attack, drifting men nu även rally. Så vare sig du behöver bygga en bur till din racebil eller sänka din daily driver så kan Radio Power leverera allt från bolt-on kits till skräddarsydda arbeten. Ett stort tack till Radio Power som hjälper oss att fortsätta göra det vi gör. Man, if you if you run for president, I'm definitely voting on you. <laughs> yeah. um, just um, so so Innershemis uh, started off with the videos. I've watched tons and tons of them, especially with your uh, uh, with your uh, 32 crabbing uh, up some hill yeah. and and uh, a lot of fun stuff and and. You've also wrote some some articles on on lock hunting and and you put up a lot of interesting stuff and and why don't you talk a little bit about the last um let's say two years you got involved with d c a and um you competed in there and you actually been here to Sweden and you traveled around Europe for a while. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, oh, where to start? So I think um, kind of started uh, 2014. I think it was like we, I went to Japan, Japan in the uh, around April, whatever. And then I think while I was there, I think it was uh, it was Jake from uh, Driftland who actually messaged me and said, um, "You want to come to Driftland?" That's Driftland in the UK, right? Yeah, Driftland in the UK, and I was like, "That looks pretty sweet." Um, cause I'd seen it. Um, I had a mate which went over there, and um, I just like the idea that it was dedicated, and, you know, drift track and stuff. And um, that kind of sparked. And I, I mean, I want, I, I wanted to go to Europe for for a bit, um, but that kind of sparked the idea. Uh, let's go over. I really wanted a gutter bill, um, and so I was like, well, you know, this is probably a good opportunity. But I just, you know, I was poor as shit after <laughs> I just come back from Japan, spent all my money. You know, came back with, um, you know, bought a bunch of cars and everything. Like, <laughs> there was not a lot of money in the kitty, but um, you know, like, so he said, "Yeah, come over." So I decided, "Yep, yeah, screw it." Got the flights. Uh, it was all pretty last minute. Um, really, only had one one uh, event organized, uh, which was Driftland. Um, but I think, yeah. So got over there. Um, I think the first event was Cup Bill. Oh, it was, I can't remember, but it was got over there. It was crazy. Um, that's when I met all you guys, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we met it you was, at, uh, at Norway. Yeah, it was the first time. I, yeah, and um, uh, I can't. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of, I basically just rocked up to. So I, <laughs> I didn't even have a car, so I kind of 
I went over, uh, got my flights over to the UK, um, put a call out. I was meant to be buying a car, but the guy didn't get back to me. And so I was kind of stuck in a position. Um, messaged the guy, uh, oh, sorry, um, Neil and a few guys from up uh, where you're like up in uh, Scotland, kind of said, you know, we'll, we'll hook you up with a car and stuff. And so as I got to, I think, Malaysia or Singapore, whatever was my first stop, they said, uh, got a message from them saying, bought a car on our way back. And then so we'll have it by the time you get there. So by the time I'd actually landed, um, they got me a ticket up because um, I landed in uh, London, got me a ticket up to Scotland, uh, got up and the car was there and they'd done some basic stuff to it, but not really like I hadn't really been serviced proper or anything. Like that. I just <laughs> did a quick check over, welded the diff up. Um, that's pretty much uh, the main thing they did as well, the diff up. And um, and so I was like, so it was a E36 uh, 328 or whatever. Anyway, got in the car. It was just a junker they bought uh, for, for barely anything. Um, drove it from Scotland all the way to uh, Norway in a few days. Um, <laughs> that was a long trip. <laughs> it was a long trip. Rocked up. Had no real idea. Like I just rocked up. I, I didn't know. I just rocked up to the track and I was like, all right, this is pretty big, so <laughs> what the hell do I do? <laughs> and um, I kind of put the call out and um, uh, Stefan uh, was actually was the first guy that kind of said, hey, you know. Um, and so I went up, met him. That's where I met uh, Magnus and Klaus and, and all those guys. And, um, yeah, basically just spent the weekend, weekend with them and kind of uh, – uh, yeah, then the, the car started making some weird noises and shit, and um, yeah, it was it was a it was a big trip. But anyway, so went back, did your flan, did all that, and then I'm like, all right, fuck this, I have to come back next year, make a bigger trip. <laughs> um, so next year we, you know, we did it again, and um, that was obviously when we did the podcast and everything, and that was that was really good. Um, uh, that one we did, I did quite a few more. Uh, Fair few more events. Um, shit, what did we do? We did um, so we came Bill again. We did Driftland. Did Rice Brennan with the Night Speed crew. So that was a Rice Burner Festival in Germany. That's one of Europe's did, biggest shows, I think. It was. It was huge. Um, that was really cool. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty sweet because um, yeah, uh, <laughs> we. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. They, they, they gave me, they gave me a, like a, it was really similar to my 32 when I, when I first got it as well. You know, pretty basic, um, that same um, gunmetal gray uh, four-door 32 was awesome. Um, but basic, basic mods, you know, Coilovers, diff, and um, a little bit more boost in the engine. 
Um, but yeah, we're going back. Yeah, we chuck scrappies on it, and we're going out there. <laughs> we're going out there and driving against. I think it was like a V twelve, one eighty SX or something, and just Whoa. like crazy cars everywhere. And um, uh, we made a few people nervous. Because <laughs> yeah, well, I was getting a getting a bit close to a few people, and uh, I don't think they were kind of used to that uh, over there that much. And some were freaking out. Some were stoked. Um, but I put on a show for the crowd. The, the crowd absolutely loved it. Um, uh, so it was all, it was all, it was really good time and huge ups to the night speed guys for, for pulling me over for that and plan on doing it again this year, but, um, it's not, Europe's not looking too good this year, unfortunately, but next year we're, we're hoping to do a, a big one. Um, but yeah, what else did we do? So we did Lithuania as well. Uh, so actually I just put the call out after, Ross Brennan said, I got a free week, what's going on? And uh ended up uh team beat guys uh there. Uh, said, Yeah, come over, we'll, we'll give you a steer. And um just so happened like uh Fink, Luke Fink was actually in Lithuania at the time in between events and he's just like, Yes, yeah, Chewie, you know, rah, rah, we're going we're doing this. I'm like, Yeah, man, I'll see you there. Because <laughs> he'd actually Basically, it had been organised, and so uh, so met up with with Fink while he was over there as well, and we both kind of um, drove together in the competition and um, uh, gave it a whirl, and it was, it was a good time with with those guys, a um, bunch of legends there as well. And um, I think, uh, oh, sorry, it was, so we also went uh, before all that. Uh, I went to Ireland, met up with a bunch of guys there as well, um, did this cool little. Uh, uh, industrial spot um, where they gave me a, a 33 to skid around in some little industrial area they've got there. Um, you know, so that was pretty sweet. We fo- uh, finished the trip in Hungary uh, for King of Europe. Um, that was kind of part of the deal of winning a DCA for was it t- 2014 DCA. So, um, yeah, deal with that was, was driving a, a car there. Um, so that was, I mean, that's a good experience. Um, uh, I think, you know, once again, it's, 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 I, I definitely am more towards the freestyle stuff with all that stuff, you know, with, with all that. So it was good experience. Got to drive the, you know, got some experience with the left-hand drive car, which was pretty interesting for me. Um, <laughs> totally understand why Nakamura wanted the, uh, when he went over to Poland, he wanted the, uh, the handbrake lever move to the left. Um, that completely screwed me. Um, just because the coordination between your, your left hand and the, and the, and the clutch that completely screwed me <laughs> trying to use that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good experience stuff. Um, but yeah, that was a, a really good trip. So, um, heap of fun. Oh, so yeah. What else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. We, we did some in, um, in between stuff like, um, after after the uh, uh, Driftland Bash went down and um, uh, with like Chelsea uh, Chelsea Denofa and um, all his all his crew um, got um, yeah like the his tuner and and all the guys that kind of helped mount stuff so that was really cool hanging out with all those all those Americans that were, you know uh, heap of fun. Um, yeah, you know, screwing around the Nurburgring and shit, and that was that was good fun. And spent a, uh, spent a bit of time with some guys in Poland as well. So yeah, got to see got to see a, a whole bunch of guys that were more towards the freestyle side of things in Europe, which is really cool to see. Um, I didn't really realize it existed as much, um, but it also seems that it doesn't really have the credibility over there. Um, so for me part of what I want to do over the next few years in Europe is, is try and help as much as I can to, to help those guys, you know, build the scene up a little bit and, and get a little bit more credibility. Cause it seemed like a lot of those guys, um, short of Scotland, Scotland, the Scotland is, um, the, the, the freestyle scene is huge. Like it's, it's the main, main thing. And it's awesome. That's why you have so many good drivers coming out of there. Um, but, it seems like in, in the rest of Europe, it's, it's frowned on a uh, frowned on a bit, and it's still 
you know, you should have the, you know, competition car. It should all be high power. It should be all race suits, stuff like that. And I think there's these pockets across uh, Europe where you're seeing a lot of this freestyle stuff, which is, which is good to see, but uh, they just need a little bit more, you know, um, help getting recognized and so that other people will, you know, kind of, you know, join in and, and yeah, develop it a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that the scene is going to grow uh, a lot of, uh, well, it's going to step up a bit, I think, because more and more people are realizing that competition is not uh, everything. And uh, it was really interesting to to meet you at, uh, first of all, Gatbeer uh, at Norway. We shared uh, some pizzas and stuff, and that was awesome. And I think it was so cool that you were actually there um, for you oh, to dude, travel that, that way. That, um, oh, what was it called? The um, it was Power... What was the thing we went to first in Sweden? Uh, um, let's see the um, the uh, not the All Stars event. The oh, one you were you were at the the national championship. Yeah, no, no, the um, the what was it called? The um, oh, where the the roads they blocked the roads off and all the cars cruised through there. Oh yeah, the parade, the power meet. Yeah, power meet. That's the one. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I I really like that for some reason. Yeah, um, it's, it's a, one of Sweden's. I think it's actually, I think it is the world's largest uh, American car show. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, it kind of reminded me a lot of uh, Summonats in a way. I mean, some Summonats is in Australia is a bit bigger, but um, it's a different vibe. Um, like I think uh, it was a little bit like uh, Summonats can be pretty full on. <laughs> like you know um i felt like it was really relaxed over there and i think it was just kind of i think it was cool seeing swedish people which i don't really kind of uh associate with kind of uh redneck or or bogan as we call it in australia <laughs> and then, then like them having those kind of cars but not just that but there was you know it wasn't just those cars it was all the other cars that they, they the vans and stuff and like with the disco lights and shit going on in the van and and uh, all that it was just the it was uh, it was an awesome uh, awesome event. Loved it. Yeah, and we also, as you mentioned, we sat down and did a podcast for uh, for our Swedish listeners um, who usually li- listens to our weekly podcast. And we sat down and talked to you and Kelsey Rowlings, who was also a guest from the US, uh, who was here in the studio with us. And that was tons of fun. And we're hoping that you would uh, come by the next time as well. And uh, I was thinking. Like, what is your plan for for 2016 and maybe 2017? Like, where, where is there a chance that people could actually meet you in Europe again? Yes, I think, like, uh, I mean, we're trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do for 2016, um, but there was, I mean, I really wanted to have a decent car to kind of get around from event to event. Um but at the same time, towing a car can be a bit hard and stuff. And I really like driving. I really like road tripping in cars and stuff. So, what we what I started thinking was, um, my what was my street car in Japan now sits uh, in Australia. And it's not really allowed to be on the road, even though it kind of it does get driven on the road. But um, it's not technically meant to be on the road. So. I'm going to try and send that to, to to Europe, get registration on it there, and and maybe drive it around there and use that to go between events. Um, and that could be that. That's what I'm trying to trying to do. And so maybe I'll be able to drive that at, at Gate Bill and and all that stuff like that. So yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of hoping. But as far as what events I do and stuff, it's kind of going to be up in the air and going to have to plan. I mean, I was hoping to do it this year, but um, just uh, like it takes about half my year up with traveling between, you know, saving and um, actually traveling and uh, <laughs> recovery and just, <laughs> and, and the way it screws your, you know, what you can do and everything. So it, it's good, but I think I need a year off just to, uh, I mean, I'm still probably going to tr- do a, a bit of traveling, but not as hardcore as a few months at a time kind of thing in Europe. So, um, Going to try and do something next year, 
Um, but as far as what I do, it's yeah, it's really hard to say. I don't like I don't like really making plans. That's that's part of my issue. I mean, hell, like even when I was over last year, I didn't know what I was doing most of the time. I mean, I'd well more than half the events. That's for most of the events I did. Uh, I didn't even know what I was doing until I was over there. You know, it was just kind of hey, I'm here, and people were like, oh yeah, sweet, let's do this. I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, so I'm not really good at planning, but I don't really like planning at the same time, so it works out pretty well. Oh yeah. So, um, and and I can chime in on <clears throat> on you liking to road trip a lot because we actually we try to have you sleep inside of a house in a real bed, and you refused to do it. You slept in the fucking no, the parking lot in your car. I had the gypsy wagon. I was set. <laughs> that was good. And um, <laughs> and that was great. And and we also asked you like, oh yeah, so so where are you going next? Duh. I don't know. <laughs> so you you didn't yeah. have anything planned out, and I genuinely didn't know. Um, uh, but I did get i I got absolutely destroyed after um, Gate Build. Like a like I think I'd run my body pretty well into the ground, um, <laughs> and I was so I was so sick, and I, I woke up in a I woke up in a car park in Norway somewhere, and um, I was sure I was going to die. Like I just woke up in sweats. I started feeling like shit, and then I woke up in the in the back of the gypsy wagon, um, and I was pretty sure I was going to die. And I was like, <laughs> I was literally, I was literally like reaching, trying to reach for the door because I'm like, if I can just get out of the door, I can maybe try and get help. And I was just like, I was like, I was, but I couldn't move my body. I was just, I was just like delusional, like everything. Um, and um, I finally got through it, woke up in the morning and I was just like, and there was some guy knocking on my window, like telling me to fuck off basically because I, I was in his store's car park. I was like, <laughs> oh, sweet. And so I like got into the, got into the, I was so delusional, couldn't sleep. Like it was just, and I was just driving from car park to car park, just getting food into me and shit and, and trying to get sleep so I could actually drive. Um, so yeah, it kind of wrote me off for about a, a, a bit less than a week. I couldn't really do anything because <laughs> I planned on, uh, planned on meeting with a few of the monster guys and stuff in Denmark for a skate thing. And, uh, just that never happened. So I just ended up dying for a week. Um, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be this hard. It's hard, man. It's hard work, especially. Trying to keep up with like Magnus and stuff, like Jesus. Yeah, Magnus, who uh, who works for us, he's he is uh, he's a real drinker. He he knows how to how to party. He's definitely a professional drinker. Um, and yeah, so we because we started what we started, we started in uh, at the power meet, which is the week before, and then did all power meet, and then uh, met up with the road to. Road to Gate Bill, like um, in Sweden. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, uh, at the bottom of Sweden, so I went back down, did another night there, and then by the time we got up to shit, I can't remember. We went to like Elamara or something like that. We drank there, and and then kept going back up to Gate Bill. I was just on again, and so we pretty much did, yeah, somewhere in the yeah, like almost two weeks straight yeah. every night. <laughs> so my body wasn't stoked after that. I was like, yeah, you're going to have to give me, you're gonna have to give me a few days, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, power meet is, uh, almost a week. God's bill is, uh, four days. So <laughs> only those two events are, yeah. are uh, worth almost two weeks of drinking. So yeah, yeah. I, I figured that you would be c- quite dead after it. And, um, and I was, and I was, and I'll put, put it out there. Like I just arrived, so I was jet lagged as fuck. Like I, I literally was still like at at like two a.m. I think it was when we were at, like it was equivalent to something like ten a.m. for me or something, oh, or yeah. something like that, or midday or, or next day or whatever. But it was it was gnarly. Like I was just like, jeez, <laughs> yeah, good though. It's a it's a really shitty time difference. Um, and uh, I was thinking so. This year might be your your so well a slow year, um, so to speak, for you in in yeah. terms of traveling and touring and then 
and all of that. But but uh, I'm assuming that you would uh, pick it up for for 2017. And and um, I was just thinking, oh, sorry, when I say 2016, did I say 2016? Yeah, sorry, I'm still living in 2015. Yeah, so 2017 <laughs> yeah. is when I'll plan on going back. Yeah, sorry. Hmm. Um, yeah, so this year, this year mostly for me, like gonna um, just working with the steering development side of things and and everything. So um, putting a bunch of cash into that, put a lot of time testing and and um, basically just refining on a product that you know I've really been using for years and years and years, but didn't really wanna, didn't really wanna, okay, I didn't, I didn't really see the need and bring it to the market. Um, but after so many years of people saying, Oh, I want to buy the kit. I want to buy this. I want to like, you know, the what's in your 32 and stuff. I'm like, well, I got to make this, um, available for everybody. So, uh, for me this year has pretty much just been even last year to a certain degree. I mean, um, it's just been dealing with, um, you know, get getting exactly right, exactly how I want it. Like I know my cars look a bit scrappy, but for me, I get real perfectionist when it comes to stuff like this and design and stuff like that. I mean, everything's getting made in Australia, or um, there's a few parts I'm sourcing from United States, but pretty much everything is is made in Australia. Whether it's machi- all the machining, all the laser cutting, all all the fabrications, all done in Australia, and a lot of the time has just been finding people I'm really happy with and, and just best quality kind of stuff. Um, but that's pretty much going to be my year this year is, is getting it out into the market, pushing it out there and, and, uh, and just getting the best product I can get out there. And it's one of those things, man, if you know, whoever wants to buy, wants to buy, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to blow smoke up people's asses. You know, it's just people have asked me for this for a long time and, they're not happy with what's on the market, which I get, you know, I totally understand why. Um, so I'm trying to give people a product which is as high quality as possible and and is less focused on just like I find a lot of products are just there to kind of stop people from being shit as opposed to making people better in a way, like as opposed to making people like be able to push themselves. Like all the shit I do, like the, the the idea behind what I do is this stuff will help you push and do crazy stuff. You know, big entries, snappy initiations, transitions, all that kind of stuff. Whereas I feel like some of the other stuff and a lot of, you know, trend for the market now, whether it be, you know, nothing against V8s, but you, you tend to find people are trying to go for the lazy option, the things that make it um, easier just to not be shit. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm doing bad at this. So I'm going to get something which makes me less shit as opposed to saying, you know what? Um, I just really enjoy this, whatever. And then um, I want, I'm, I've pushed myself to the to limit and I want something that I can go just spastic in and just do some really crazy shit in. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm coming in with this stuff. Um, you know, you can sit on a corner with big angle and blaze smoke and not spin if you want. You can do that. But it's more designed for big entries. You know, it's really designed. I mean, we put slip we put slip in the front wheels so that when you go past, you know, the sixty to seventy degrees of lock, it gives you that it's just going to slide out beautifully and, and 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 go into the corner nicely. I mean, that's what if you go look at all the Jap dudes and stuff like that that have that have been famous for it and and the technique. It's all about sliding the front and and getting the car into a into a well balanced slide as opposed to just having just dumb amount of lock. I mean, this has dumb amount of lock, but it also has the balance. So it, it that's the difference. Um, so, I mean, I've, I just want to make a really good product. Um, if it, if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, I'm not stressed. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to try and blow smoke up people's ass and, and, and say whatever, but it's, it, it is, it's, uh, it does some pretty amazing shit. Um, and all you got to do is, go back and look at what the 32 was doing years and years and years ago. Um, it's just that, but like refined and even better. So, yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm excited to, to, uh, actually get some, some hands on these products. And, and, um, 
I'll be looking forward to see what what people have to say about him. And um, if we were to to um, kind of sum this up uh, and and round off things, like where where is this? Uh, when is this product launching? And and where could we find it? And where could we find you if we want to contact you? Um, well, look. So, uh, Costal Dev or Development. Um, if you search that, you you find the page. Um, basically, it's it's um, or costaldev.com is is the uh, is the site. Um, it's 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 pre- it's available from now. Um, uh, I haven't pushed it out. I haven't really uh, mass marketed at the moment. Um, we're still just you know, setting up things like packaging and stuff like that. But the kit is 100% available um, uh, and 100% working and, and, and tested and, and, and working sweet. Um, we're just kind of working on the more business side of things as far as packaging and stuff like that. But it's ready to go. Um, it's, it's ready to go. We just uh, – I haven't been pushing it out as much as, um, uh, as, much as I, I should be right now. But, um, yeah, if they want to go on there, have a sus – Ask me questions, send me messages, or even you know, ask me messages on uh, send me to me on Facebook as well. Like, uh, um, I'm happy to answer questions and go through it. I mean, I'll happily tell you if I don't think the kit's for you. I mean, I think um, if some people will say, "Oh, you know, look, I'm just just really looking to start out and just really uh, you know improve my skills and you know whatever." I'll just feel like, "Look, what you need you need a basic car. You don't need dumb amounts of lock." You need basic car, get out there, track time. Um, but, you know, that for a lot of people uh, that really want to push themselves, you know, so we just have a chat. We'll, we can have a chat, talk about it. Um, you know, there's a few different options that you can go with to really customize. I mean, there's heaps of different shit you can do with this kit. It's not just, I mean, you can just bolt it in and, and use it or um, or you can play around with your own settings and, and come up with some really cool stuff. Um, so that's what I like about it is people creating their own stuff. I mean, um, I've made it so you can use it with different knuckles as well. So there's some people that really like their knuckle design. They really like the Driftwork stuff or Hyper Knuckle or, or, or their, their mates um, cut and shut um, knuckles. Um, and I actually, I encourage that kind of stuff. I think that um, that's more important than, than somebody just saying, oh, you need this. Uh, I think getting a, like knuckles that you like, that you like the feel of, the work well with your setup. I think that's more important than um than outright anti bind or, or or short as hell knuckles that um that are guaranteed to give you anti bind but aren't necessarily as good feeling or whatever. Um, so I encourage people to try their own stuff, and uh, we sell it as you know just the lower control arms, control arms, and and, and top. Which uh, relocates it, which uh, gives you anti bind, um, or we sell it with um, with our design knuckle, um, uh, which I really like. I love the feel of it. Um, but once again, it's it's a preference thing. You know, the, the control arms and the the strut tops, they're all more of a matter of fact. They just give you clearance. They give you um, uh, they give you adjustment. They give you all that stuff. There's not you know a prefer- a real preference thing to that. But the knuckles and stuff like that, I think they're such a personal thing. Um, I've made it so the lock stops um, in the lock control arms are adjustable, but they they actually have quite a large surface area, so you can use a, a, a range of different knuckles um, that will hit at different points. So it means that you know you can use a different bunch of different knuckles, unlike uh, a lot of these setups where you need the exact knuckles or, or whatever. This you can run whatever you want. Um, that you can set up the knuckles to to uh, so you can set up the lock stops to to deal with it, and uh, it gives people that freedom to really play and and adjust and find something that works really well for them in their setup. So, um, just yeah, message me, have a chat with me. I don't mind, you know, um, you know, you know, recommending this or that, or um, you know, even you know. So I mean, some people come to me and say, oh, "Look, I really want this," and I say, "Look." You can run these um, control arms, um, but you know these knuckles, you know, would do that for you or whatever. And so I, I'm not, I'm not here to try and convince you to to run my stuff necessarily. Um, I will happily give you advice to say, you know, oh man, you don't need this or whatever. I'm not going to try and blow smoke up your ass. So um, yeah, but message me, talk to me, we'll have a chat. Mm, 
All right. And uh, to to sum everything up then, uh, I mean, Stu Bryant is a uh, a person who has been uh, drifting for as long as I've been conscious <laughs> for my for my life and and uh you've uh, you've gone from driving a street car to uh, competing some to thrashing uh, freestyle drifting to doing judging uh changing Australia's drifting how they view it and judge it and now to taking your style to Europe and now developing your own locket that will um enable people to to push themselves so i think that you've uh, you've created a whole uh, package around yourself here that uh that really i hope at least people start to think about what drifting really is about and 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 what they think it should be about for themselves so um i think that we've we've gotten far into to uh where drifting should be I think it's just at the end of the day, it just comes down to attitude. Like, um, I think when you when you want to when you want to get into drift, and you you just really just it's it's about the attitude more than any specific type of um, you know needs to be this way or that way. It should be, I think, what most kind of um, what what most what drift is mostly about is really just you know, expressing yourself, doing something that, you know, is fun to you. And I think if people could just take that away and just um, just be like, instead of focusing on on what others should like and, and, and being annoyed about, oh, people do this, people do that, all right, just spend that same time on just figuring out what the hell you like to do. And just say, because, you know, like I didn't get straight into the sport doing exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I I spent a lot of time thinking about competition and stuff like that originally and then you know you do kind of change your, your path based based on thinking about it and kind of doing that and i think instead of the negative just giving other people shit for for what they do sit down and think what the fuck do i do what do i really want to do and what do i enjoy and just roll with that do that yeah and then um, if if i were to sum this podcast up it would be Hashtag drifting needs more hippies and uh, and Stewie uh, for for drift uh, president and 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 don't get me wrong like I love banter and I love I love you know um, I love you know giving people shit every now and then for you know like jokes and stuff like that and I, I don't think it you don't want it to get to like a PC level where <laughs> where no say shit because I'm actually like if anyone knows I love talking shit I love. Um, you know, ragging on uh, you know SRs and and stuff like that, but it's all joking. I think that's I think that's the key part is people realizing there's a difference between a joke and uh, and actually people just like genuinely hating shit and genuinely excluding people. I mean, you know, like like I said, I'll, I'll give I'll give someone shit for for something, and we all give each other shit. That's part of how it is in Australia, and I think that's part of it. Just you know, playing around and not taking anything too seriously. Um, and then just when, when you got that dickhead that genuinely means it, that's genuinely pissed off about this shit, just laugh at them, you know, just ignore them. You know, it's, it, it is, I know it's easier said than done, but um, I think when I talk about, when I talk about all this, I'm not really talking about, I'm not really talking to the person that's giving you negative negativity. Yeah. Fuck them. That they don't really matter that much. I'm more talking to the people about when they've got to make their decision and say, what the fuck am I going to do? I just want them, I, I want more people just to know like, you know, they can really just fucking, you know, do their shit. And, and there'll be people that support them as well. You know, like it's not going to be just negative people. There's like he's people that are just, yeah, sweet, man. That's cool. Like, that's not my thing, you know, like, you know, <laughs> but you know, like this guy's in Japan, which was drift, uh, drift like front wheel drive cars. And I watch it, and I'm just like, "Well, it's not my thing, but fuck, that's cool." Yeah, you know, like they're throwing hard and shit. I'm like, "Well, you know," and I think if people were just like, eh, "Sweet," you know, that's it's not my bag, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the banter and the and the shit talking and stuff like that. Um, it's it's all harmless as long as it's a joke. It's just uh, uh, I think it's when you know it's just more to the people when they when they want to actually fucking go do something. Just think about what you want to do instead of fucking worrying about about the bullshit and what, what what's what's popular at the time or 
or what your mates are into. I think that's that's all really. Yeah, and uh, well, uh, I think I couldn't couldn't have ended the, this uh, better with, with those words you just you just said. And um, thank you so much for being on here, Stuart. And, and uh, I just uh, hope that we can get to talk real soon again. Maybe we'll follow up how your uh, season uh, is progressing uh, during twenty sixteen and see what's going on. And um, it's been it's been great having you, really. Yeah, man, awesome. It's been good. And um, I hope that people now will understand a bit more about you and what you what you stand for and what you're doing. So, uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you whenever you're avail- available. Yeah, too easy, man. I'll talk to you later. See you, guys. Bye. Bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, <laughs>